Welcome back to another special edition of Hops and Box Office Flops. I drink and he knows things. We're here to discuss the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones' final season. So we'll be back in just a moment. Be aware there are spoilers ahead. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Okay, I am the Thunderous Wizard, and I am here with Captain Cash, my Game of Thrones expert. Good to to see everybody. The Bells, Episode 5, Game of Thrones' final season. Uh, Probably the most divisive episode of the show, maybe ever. It is certainly, uh, undisputably, it's the the tied for the worst reviewed episode ever. So, what do you think? Oh... Have you ever loved a thing for a long time and then watched it slowly implode before your very eyes? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's there so, are a lot of reasons I think that this was a a really visually interesting episode, but there were also a lot of other reasons where it just felt like much too rushed, much too rushed, much this, too rushed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Danny becoming the Mad Queen, uh, I understand that. I get it. Uh, I, you know, it's been hinted at here and there. Uh, but here's right off the top. All I'm going to say is I've, I've, I wrote the review for the show. I, I accept the turn, whatever. I don't think it was done well at all. No. And even the people that are... I've, I've read a lot of actually good articles about it online. Uh, IGN did a good one written by Terry Schwartz where... You know, even the people that are very complimentary of the episode acknowledge that they didn't do it well. You know, like, okay, so yes, she turned, and yes, she probably was headed in this direction all along, but it probably needed to take a little more time to flesh that out. I mean, literally like 80 minutes of TV show time ago, yeah. everything everything's fine. So, you know, what happened? And like the various things, like all of a sudden he's really worried about her. Well, he hasn't been worried about her for four seasons, so... Yeah. My wife is absolutely livid about this show, and she's one of a handful of people that I'm friends with who are just... All the women that I know that absolutely love Game of Thrones absolutely hate this episode because it sends the signal that any woman with power will eventually abuse that power and turn crazy, and that it was just... Danny was being emotional, which is all the worst, most regressive crap you can possibly send. Yeah, I, and it, it would be one thing, I think, if over the course of a season we saw her getting progressively more violent or more, you know, uh, doing more morally questionable things. But she had one bad dinner with Sansa and decided, all right, I'm murdering children now. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like. so. The the escalation went from oh the troops really like John more than me to <laughs> yeah. oh John won't kiss me anymore like he used to to all right time to light some people on fire yeah it it just and I mean I know they've been trying to hint at it up to this point 
even as early as last season where she torched the Tarleys. And I know the show tried to present it as this, oh, I can't believe she's doing this, but I'm sitting there going, this is literally what many other characters have done. She gave them the choice, kneel or die. They chose die. Okay, well. Yeah, Ned Stark does it in the literally the first episode of the show. Yeah. The guy who betrays his post, he has to kill. It's a sense of duty. Like a lot of the things, like I've seen lists like, oh, well, she killed Mary Mazdar and she did this. Like, yeah, but that lady cursed her unborn child, murdered yeah. her husband. You know, like there's reasons that these other people died, like the house yeah. of the uh, whatever, the undying. It's like they died because they kidnapped her dragons and tried to, you know, lock her in a room. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was reasons these people were killed. Yeah. And I, like, I, I've always, I've always been afraid of the Mad Queen thing because it just, it strikes me as so, ugh. well, let me rephrase. There is, it seems misogynistic. And all the people that I know who espouse the Mad Queen thing, they're not all misogynists, but if you drew a circle, a Venn diagram, There'd be a lot of overlap. That's all I'm trying to say. So so my main issue with it, aside from the rush feel, is yeah. in knowing the two things. HBO, they went to Weiss and Benioff and they said, Okay, we have all the money you need. You, you can you can take as much time as you want to finish this show properly. It's a blank check. They said, if you need two full seasons, great. You need longer than two full seasons, great. They said no, we can do it in 13 episodes. Oof. These guys willingly did this, knowing full well they couldn't flesh out that's the story with the proper timing in that amount of episodes. So maybe they did think they could do it, but even then, after season seven, which is much more well-reviewed than this one, uh, and that's and, not a popular season. Yeah, and if you ask me, it's still most probably diehard the, fans. Yeah, the second weakest season there is after um, season five. You know, like, the the, the time lapsing issues with season seven were very clear. Yeah. Right. So like, if you take the lesson from that season, like, you know what? We can't just have these people popping up in places with no sense of, uh, you know, time passing or, you know, what's gone in, on in between because it's sacrificing the the connective tissue that goes into all that stuff. Right. So like, yeah. if we see Annie going from the north. And sailing, and like, there's an episode that's just strictly her becoming more sullen and withdrawn on the boat. Like, they'll never respect me. Like, you know, whining to Vera's varies. Like, they'll never respect me like they do him. You know, like all I have is like the the power to instill fear, and I have to lead that way. And he's trying yeah. to counsel her, and it, like, it's a slow build. I get that, but that's not what we got. And so, uh -huh. literally in season seven, we get almost no beats to that that speak to it besides her killing the Tarleys, which by the way, it's justified. So if they're going to refuse to bend the knee, they're enemy combatants in war. That's not mad queen stuff. That's typical. Any King or queen on the show would have done it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, John executed a guy for Pete's sake. He's the most honorable guy on the show besides his not John real John executed a child. He killed yeah. Ollie. And it's like, so, you know, like, don't be like, oh, is he the Mad King now then? Because, well, one time he killed a child at the wall. It's like, all this this show is, is set in a primitive time where people did primitive things, right? Yeah. Mercy is, it's a sliding scale. Yeah. So for her to just jump from, like, 
doing executions that I think are totally, you know, understandable to murdering an entire village of people. It, it was just a little off for me. And if they yeah. would have developed it better, I would have been fine with it. I still don't like that because I do think you're right that in a way it's painting the wrong picture and it's painting the wrong picture at the exact wrong time to be painting it. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, it is what I, it is. I mean, that's what we got. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's one of the frustrations. The other huge frustration is it, there was no, like, Cersei didn't have a plan and the crossbow the giant scorpions or whatever were only as effective as the plot demanded. Like last episode, they three shot it. One oh, of the three dragons. straight. Yeah. You know, and they didn't even this miss. Episode, <laughs> they did absolutely nothing. I'm sitting here going, why would you? And then the even more frustrating thing is you know, what was Cersei's plan? None. It was just, it was rely completely on the crossbows. And, and I'm stuck here going, so what you're saying is they could have done this at the very beginning of last season. Now, I understand there wouldn't be much of a story if you did that, but as soon as you just make it that easy, I can't help but wonder why it's happening now, you know? Yeah, it's... uh-huh. Well, that's the thing about Cersei's plan, right? She brings all the civilians into the within the walls. It's like, so wait, she never thought she could win this war, which is not how they sold it to us, right? Like, yeah. she sold out to get this giant army. She knew they were weak because they'd fight the North, and then they'd meet in open combat, right? Yeah. Said she sets up no real plan at all and just yeah. hopes that the dragon doesn't light everything on fire. And then when yep. it does, we're supposed to feel bad for her oh, because I know she's that. crying. Yeah, that really frustrates me <laughs> when they're, they're like, Okay, we're gonna engender sympathy for Cersei. I'm like, you're about four seasons too late on that. Uh, there, I'd say, I'd say so. At least four. I mean, she's been consistently. I, I, uh, on the last episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, which hasn't aired yet, but we talked about this, and like, she's consistently been the worst character. She's yeah. had the long, you know, like there's been other terrible characters: Tywin, Ramsay. Etc. Euron's pretty awful, but Joffrey. she's been here the whole time. Joffrey, yeah. you know, like they died off. She's been consistently the most vile character in a show full of vile people. Yes. So, like, to end it with like, oh, they're embracing, and it isn't it great to see them together again? It's like, no, not really. I don't really yeah. care. And just Jamie's not of, this stupid. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's arc where they just completely throw out any like his whole redemption arc is completely ruined. Now I, I get, you know people go back to their evil exes all the time and stuff like that, but that just makes for a disappointing story, and I'm sitting here going, why would you make that choice? I I just... Yeah. The I will whole... say that I enjoyed Euron being a complete dick because all Euron ever was it was a complete dick and a dumbass. So that to hear him go, I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister, leave aside the fact that no one will know that it was you. And he and you didn't kill him a rock. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the the Iron Islanders are fantastically stupid, and I think as soon as you embrace how incredibly stupid they are, they get less annoying. See, that was a that was an interesting thing, right? Like it sort of set it up like Jamie was going to have to kill Cersei, and then yep. they just abandoned it, you know, for this weird yeah. reunion that nobody wanted. Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to give everybody what they want, but it just. It's it's the buildup again. You spent basically eight seasons on this long arc with Jamie, where he's 
you know, he went from pushing a kid out of the window and fucking his sister to actually maybe this guy's not such a bad guy. And then you learn actually he does have a really strong sense of honor. Yeah. At one point he does fall back and goes back to to Cersei, but you know, last episode when she threatened to kill him and he said, Look, I'm gonna go north and I'm gonna do the right thing. That he then goes back to her. I'm like, Yeah, I've already the whole... done this once. <laughs> The whole thing was like, you know, he gets back to her after this long, harrowing journey. Oh, part of which he is, has a feverish, you know, moment in the tub with Bran of Tarth where he admits why he killed the king, right? Because yeah. he does have a sense of honor and he wasn't going to let a bunch of innocent people be murdered. Here he says, oh, I don't care about the people. Oh, God, I hated that line. I'm uh, like, Have you, did you guys watch your own show? What, what are you yeah. doing? But he was rejected by Cersei. Right, like she yeah. moved on when he was gone because she never really cared about him that much. She cared about the kids. Yeah, he was sort of a vessel to get her these kids. Right, well, I mean, like even he, even he moved on a little bit. And yeah, sleeping with Brianna Tarth, and I mean, I didn't love that because on the one hand, you know, all he did was break her heart, and, and I always felt like their love was deliberately more of a, a chased from afar thing. But at the same time, I'm Glad to see Brienne getting her some. I don't know. So here, I just, I literally just watched the after the episode stuff because I oh, love God. watching that. And here's the thing that struck me the most. Every time they described Daenerys, and they do this in a lot of the uh, Daenerys, in a lot of yeah. the episodes anyways, they always use the term, I think. I think when she saw the Red Keep, yeah. I think... She was like, you know, she was da da da, and they also describe her as being a very strong and like power, strong-willed and powerful character, which, as I say on Hops and Box Office Slops, is clearly a lie, because strong characters, no matter the circumstance, right, they find a way to rise above what has happened to them. Which historically, they, I think she has done. Which she has, and then here, right, this yeah. isn't even—I wouldn't even put Miss Sandy getting beheaded in the top five of worst things that are that have happened to her. The dragons are certainly bad, right? Yeah. But there's, you know, Jorah betrayed her. Jorah, her most trusted advisor, was found to be a traitor. Yeah. She had mercy on Jorah, right? Yep. So she's had a lot of stuff go on with her. And so, you know, one, you describe her as powerful, but you show her mass murdering innocents, women and children included. Yeah. And then you just keep saying, well, I think this and I think that. It's like, no, no, no. And I've said this before on this podcast. You are the showrunners. These are your characters now, right? They've been gifted to you, yeah. unfortunately. You have to know. And then when they're describing the mountain versus Sandor, which is probably the highlight of the episode for me. Oh, they yeah. say like, They say, we knew this was destined to happen. And it's like, okay, so you, you were very certain about this plot line, but it's clear to me you were not certain about the other. Because if you think this is how your character behaves, then you don't know them well enough. And I think that is the biggest sin now is you were handed these characters and I don't think you ever really wanted to know them the way George did. And if that's the case, then you're not being responsible with them. Anytime I watch the inside the episode and I hear those guys talk, I feel like I'm, it's like two completely new showrunners that only showed up in the last two seasons and i'm going what like yeah. it feels like they stopped caring uh, honestly it feels like they were handed the set of plot points from george okay this is what's going to happen this is how it ends 
here are the story beats. And they just had no sense of how to get there. There was no connective tissue. There was, you know, I mean, there was a whole scene in I think episode or season three where Tyrion spends like six minutes dragging a chair to drive home the point that he's not going to be seated, you know, at the back of the, the back of the table during a small council meeting where there is these small character beats. And that's what made us love the show. And now they're just doing plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point. And I just, uh, a lot of it is, Oh, you should have assumed this was going to happen, but they don't give you the insight into why, you know, the book's written from characters perspective. So you always are, you always have a very intimate knowledge of what the characters are thinking and feeling. And the show used to do a very good job of that. Oh, sure. And and one of the things I read, I think it was, I can't remember who wrote it, but it might have been the IGN review. Because they did, in the review, they also really kind of went after this whole sort of sudden thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, one of the great examples was in season seven, when Sansa and Arya betray Peter Baelish. Uh, they set it up as if like they hate each other and they're bickering and Baelish yeah. is getting the better, and then all of a sudden he's dead. And it's like, well, they didn't do a very good job of that, you know. Like there was yeah. no real insight into what was going on. Like before, you knew the intrigue. Like Peter Baelish would say one thing to somebody, he'd say another to another, and you're like, which? How do I trust him here? And yeah. really, you knew he was always just out for himself. But they did a really nice job of like walking this tightrope of playing the behind-the-scenes intrigue and the backstabbing. And that sort of all just disappeared, as well as the, let's give this time to marinate, you know, so it really hits hard when it happens. Yeah. Everything just became very out of the blue and sudden. Like, Dan, you know, John goes north to get a White Walker, which, you know, is a you know, month's worth of travel, and then she shows up six hours later on a dragon. It's just like, yeah. you're losing us by speeding all this up. Yeah. And again, you know, like, not to belabor the point, but if you're given carte blanche and you decide that you don't want to do it that long, it just seems to me they were over it and they were yeah. ready to be done with it. And they wanted to move on. And, yep. okay, here's where we're going. We'll just get there. How we get there doesn't matter because our ratings are great. You know, people will love it. But it's the worst reviewed season by over 20%. And two of the last three episodes are the two of the worst reviewed episodes of all time. And that's not the way I wanted the show to end. No. Uh, well, and they'll be directing the new Star Wars movies. So there you go. Yeah, and if you don't, if they're talented guys, oh, they've obviously. done a, they've done a wonderful job for the most part. But the the issues are glaring, and they only get they only get compounded like with the bigger plot points because if you don't set up something that massive really really well, people are gonna be mad, and rightfully so. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not into the whole like when the internet gets really mad and like you have to change this and this isn't fair, you know. But people are entitled to think something didn't work, yep. and you know, like I don't agree with you know when BVS flopped and the internet went crazy and DC's like, oh, now we got to change this whole movie. Like I don't like that. Let the guy finish his movie, whatever. You know, it didn't work. Maybe this one will be more well received. But like, don't butcher the art. It's not like HBO went in there and made all these crazy changes because things weren't working. These guys got to do whatever they want, and uh, they still kind of. If they had another well, season, and if I was HBO, I'd be like, uh, "Guys." <laughs> yeah. All right, so, you know, I guess we sounded pretty down about it, but it was just a wonderfully shot 
just a oh, beautiful yeah. episode. The dragon stuff was the coolest we've seen yet. I mean, I did really like when they had attacked the the caravan as well. The one where they yeah. killed the Tarleys. Yeah. But this just looked so awesome. It was like visually, this this was one of the the more impressive. And I mean, you can see the money on the screen, and that's great. I just wish there was there was a story worth telling behind it. This made up for a lot of the muddled sort of garble we got with the long night where a uh, lot of the money shots were like way too dark or I just like don't know what happened for most of that episode yeah like they're hidden behind that veil of like the ice sheet that the ice king yeah could conjure up that could prevent fire from happening yet it didn't prevent the fire from being on the dothraki blades a lot yeah. of a lot of what the hell is happening right now yeah well as far as wild speculation uh, I wildly speculate that they're going to land this thing. Uh, okay, well, how do you think they're going to land it? Because I have, I have one thing I would really like to see, and I mentioned it on Hops and Box Office Flops, but I'll mention it to you as well, because it's, I think a poignant statement would be for the show to just be like, hey, you know what, when you forget history or you get lazy about your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Uh, and wouldn't it be so fitting... If Jon Snow branded a traitor, Sansa's summoned to uh, what's left of King's Landing is yeah. branded a traitor, and she has to watch as Daenerys is going is gets set to Daenerys is set to burn Jon alive, yeah. just like Brandon Stark and Rickard Stark. Except Ira would then stab her in the back, and then. You know, all hell breaks loose, and you know whatever yeah. happens, that there happens. I I predict a couple different. I think at the end of this, Danny is probably going to wind up dead, which sucks. And I think John's probably going to wind up on the Iron Throne. And if I had to take a guess, Danny dies one of a couple different ways. Either, as you say, Arya kills her because she's the assassin person, or uh, Bran wards into a dragon and eats her. Oh, that's certainly a possibility, you know, because we haven't seen the last of that creepy weirdo. Well, that's the thing. Like, what was the point of Bran this whole time? Yeah, good. He's the repository of all the knowledge of Westeros, and that's great and everything, but uh, didn't really do much uh, anything in the uh, in the battle other than be bait. So as, I'm, as I'm far as I can more tell, for him. yeah, as far as I can tell, his entire power was aging awkwardly. <laughs> Uh, which is a power I think we all had. Yeah. I don't, I don't so he's not special. really that special. Yeah. We've all been there, Bran. Yeah. Puberty is a weird time for lots of people. So you know what annoys me most? Like, we both love the second episode. It's our favorite episode of the season, oh, yes. I think, pretty clearly. And Tyrion stays back to talk with Bran about, you know, hey, what the hell's going on with you, buddy? Yeah. And then, like, an episode and a half later, he's like, so one day you'll have to tell me what you're all about. It's like, didn't you just have, like, a conversation with him? Yeah. Ugh. But that goes back. It's like they're just not paying attention. From the coffee cup, like I saw a still, I, I posted it in the review as sort of a joke. There's a still online of Jamie having his second hand. It's like, how oh, does yeah, this get out? Yeah. You know? Do your job. You gotta lock that stuff down, HBO. Yeah, I get the sense that they're just over it. And like, there's there was no way for them to extricate themselves. So they're just like, look, we're going to wrap this up and it's going to be what it is. I just, 
it sucks because this was such as somebody who loves fantasy this has been such an amazing ride and it feels like such a like the the dragon has crashed into the goddamn mountain a little bit yeah i mean it it did not stick the landing for me even though i reviewed it you know i have c pluses and b minuses and i think i was way too kind episode five because the more I read, like I do see a lot of people's points about her, but I also execution is everything, and it just didn't yeah. it didn't work in the way they executed it. I think the one thing that did work, and I always make fun of her acting, was she seemed to do pretty well with uh, some of the larger like dramatic moments this year, as far oh. as begging John not to tell. Oh yeah, and then her, oh, just yeah, the look on her face right before she uh, ordered up the barbecue. Yeah. yeah, the Fleas Bottom Barbecue. I, I will hand it to both Maisie Williams and Amelia Clark. They have been acting their asses off this season. Yeah. yeah. It, yet, in fact, I think all the women have been doing most of the heavy lifting. John is, I mean, no disrespect to Kit Harrington or anything, but John, John is, is pretty John. much John. He has he has two settings, uh, surprise and shock. And that's His... about it. His tone is always of a man who's shit his pants and doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, just... I think, you know, like what's hurt Peter Dinklage, who's been consistently one of the finer actors of the show, is oh. they've turned him into an idiot. So A complete idiot. Like if, if Danny would have ignored every, every piece of advice Tyrion gave her from basically last season forward, everything would be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. If she just would have blown up the Red Keep in the first place, this whole yeah. thing's, you know. She'd be up two dragons at least and a full set of Dothraki and at least the Unsullied, and she'd still have, what, the Iron... She'd have the Greyjoys, Highgarden, and everything else. I just... Yeah. That Here's said, the, the moment between Jamie and, and um, uh, Dinklage, Tyrion... Yeah, was, that very was, good. Yeah, that was another really strong part of the episode. I'll, I'll give uh, it to them. I really, I, I love that. And shamefully, I didn't even mention the review because I thought so much of how you assess this season and that episode is, is that mo- is the big moment. Is you the know? turn. But yeah. the, their conversation was very heartfelt. Uh, it was everything you'd come to expect from these two guys who know, like, you know, there's no more frivolity to be had between the Lannister brothers. This is the end. Mm. And he always loved his brother and he always loved Tyrion as well. And he's the only guy that never treated Tyrion like he was a freak. Yeah. And that moment was truly beautiful. Like, my wife straight up cried during that moment. And I welled up real bad. I'm like, man, like you really felt the love there. And I'm like, yeah. good, good job, Dinklage and Nicolaj Casterwaldo. They did and a very then, good job. Yeah, uh, and then they shat all over Jamie's arc by having her go back to Cersei. Just, I was not happy about that. You know, if not for Clegane Bullets, maybe, I mean, I agree that it's probably the worst episode ever. You know you've done a poor job when you're, like, you know, I'm not exactly a guy who swears by Rotten Tomatoes or anything. But when you're tied with the episode where Ramsey Bolton assaults Sansa, uh, yeah. Sansa, it's not a good sign. No. Which is, like, the episode where I saw, like, people I thought were ready to give up on the show after that episode. I think a lot of people did. Because so many lines, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Well, anyway, um, what's the? Uh, I so guess I mean, we're gonna yeah. see how this all ends. Uh, so I don't know if you like. I I mentioned 
uh, to you before that the something slipped about the show that you know leaked, and the Vegas odds swung wildly. Uh, so we'll talk about that after, after the sixth episode, so yeah. as not to spoil who the odds like went drastically in their favor. But even at that point, it's like, what point? What does it matter now? Like, I knew the show wasn't going to have exactly a happy ending. Yeah. But like the the to go with the reservoir dogs, like everybody shoots each other in a room, and they all die. Uh, it's not that exciting to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. I mean, well, I, the show's always been a bleak show. But... So we'll see in four days what happens. But yeah, Ugh, it, it's it amazing. Uh, when we started this, I thought we were going to have like these really sort of excited conversations. Uh, now but it the, feels like we're just mourning a show. Yeah, but the more you talk about certain plot points, like the less, not only do they make less sense, you just get more like sort of annoyed by them. Yeah. You know, so even as much as the good think pieces I've read about the turn and I see their points, even when they admit like that it happened too quick, it's like, well, now you've just made my point for me. Like yeah. you've gave me all this evidence, but you still think it was wrong. Fundamentally, like even if it was the right thing to do at some point, the way they did it fundamentally didn't work. And that's a problem. Yep. You know? I mean, there's. I gotta say the when when Weiss uh, says like oh she saw the red keep right and that set her off because that's what her family built and all these things that had been taken from them that explanation to me is worse than the Martha thing in BBS uh, and it's not even debatable because if the red keeps what set her off why doesn't she go up to the red keep and blow her to hell yeah. You know, just fly directly at the red. Yeah, because the battle's won. Like you don't have like not showing mercy to Cersei is just as cruel as anything else, right? But instead of doing that, she just murders innocent people who had nothing to do with her losing any of this. Like it's such misdirected vengeance. Yeah. I mean, I get the metaphor. Like war really only affects the people that aren't in power for the most part, right? Like, they're the ones who are going to suffer the consequences and all that stuff. But I watch TV to forget about that stuff sometimes, too. And we all got, we already had a pretty good indication that war sucks from watching this show, right? If you didn't know that already. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say, I appreciate that they they remind you that in, what is it, from, like, the second episode, what is it Jorah says? The common people pray for rain, health, and a summer that never ends. They don't much care about the High Lords who play their Game of Thrones. Which, uh, good that they keep reminding you that the cost of all of this is human life and that it, war in general is wrong. But then to have one of the characters who to this point has been the most righteous character just in what feels like an instant say, ah, oh, fuck it, we're burning this mother down. I just... Just yeah, poor form, yeah. fellas. Poor form. Uh, you know, and I, I, I re- recently I rewatched the, you know, the scene with her and Elena Martell where she's like, "Be a dragon." Yeah. Should I didn't come and here she to be fucking the fucking should have been a dragon. I didn't come here to be the queen of ashes, and then uh, she's like, you know, the people, people respect fear and this and that, and it's like, you know, just think, how did her, how did things wind up for her, right? She's dead. So. Why are you taking anybody's advice who's dead? 
right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot, there's a handful of people on the show who've all given monumentally bad advice through the years, mm-hmm. and most of them are dead. Tyrion's so, still alive, though. <laughs> be your own person when it matters most. Yeah. And if she's a strong, powerful character, Benioff, then a strong, powerful character does the right thing. Uh, That's just how it is. Yeah. You know, because guess what? Straw men are not strong, powerful characters. Joseph Stalin was not a strong, powerful character. Hitler, not a strong guy, right? These people are people who pretended to be strong through the use of extreme force on people who couldn't help, who couldn't fight against it. That doesn't make you strong. It makes you weak. Yeah. So in your description, you've betrayed the character already. Uh, That's Four what more bug- days, buddy. We're going to... It's going to end one way or the other. It's going to end. Yep. That's yeah. all I know to say. I, I, yeah. You know, we, we asked the show to be better. I really have no advice. I don't think it can redeem itself at this point totally. You know, I think it's botched the last season. I still have the other seven that I mostly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so. one through four remain the best television. Yeah. And it definitely slips after that. Yeah, I, I thought six was great. Five, six, six was better than five. Seven felt truncated, which is yeah. that's the the problem, right? And you know, I've read online like, well, the episodes are longer. Okay, yeah. but when you just put a transition screen up and then you go from here to here, the that feeling of the passage of time is lost. When you have yeah. to wait a week between episodes, it's it's mimicking time within the show, right? Or it's yeah. creating time within the show because there's a separation. But when you go from them, him sitting in the godswood to then they're basically at King's Landing, it's like no time has passed, right? Yeah. So just for argument's sake, like if you this episode's an hour and a half. Well, not really because they those idiots talk for 15 minutes. Yeah. But if you if you end the episode right as she's sitting on the wall looking crazed, that is better television than to have it all play out and then you're wondering why the hell that happened. Because you're waiting. Yeah. What is she going to do? It, you're yeah, leaving it on a suspenseful climax. So the hour and a half thing I don't think ever worked in its favor. Mm. Because instead of leaving us with scenarios that left us wanting, you concluded the scenario in ways that generally didn't make sense and it gave us way too much time to think about how they didn't make sense. Yeah. Alright, so uh. one episode left. I'll get this one up. I'm going to do it tonight. So this is Wednesday. I'll get it out tonight. Because that way, you know, people can hear it. Maybe they agree with us. Maybe they don't. If you don't agree with us, hit me up at, at Hops and B.O. Flops on Twitter. You can hit Captain Cash up at C-A-P-T Cash. Or myself don't at, at me if you're a fan of the Mad Queen theory. I don't want to hear it. Or at Writer TLK for me. Uh, you know, I may not agree with you. Don't attack me personally. You know, it's just a show. I'm entitled to my opinion. But, <laughs> and just as you are. But we'd love to have a debate. Read my review on revengeofthefans.com. Uh, B minus. Uh, in retrospect, I think I was too generous uh, because it botched the major moment to me. So, but click aim ball. Click aim ball. I was. Let's hyped. end on that. That was the greatest thing ever. Yes. Yes. All I want is that scene of them standing on the steps with the dragon fire in the background, spray painted onto a panel van. If that's that, all I get out of this, that's fine. That would be probably the coolest panel van ever. Ever. All right, man. Well, hey, right. everybody out there, sorry I sounded sniffly. I hope uh, hope this was enjoyable for you, at least more so than the episode was for us. And we'll see you next time for the last episode. For the last time.
So again, what do we say to the God of death? Four more days. Uh, four more days. Give four us days. four days. Four days. All right. See ya. Bye.